And we are live. Hello, Joelle. Hey. You look very glowing in the New England weather there. Oh yeah, love it. <laughs> it's very soothing. It's good for the, good for the soul. Is it really nice that over that overcast? You know, just gotta love it. It tries to squash the bright light that's coming from your heart. Yeah. That, that warm light. Well, hopefully it's not going to work. So. Anyway, my name is Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training, and this is the wonderful Joelle, and we are um, uh, uh, in two separate states right now, so we are doing a, we want to make sure that we were able to help everybody out as much as possible while Joelle is away, dealing with some family stuff, um, celebrating some family stuff, actually, I should say, not dealing, celebrating some family stuff. How was the baby shower, by the way? It was really good. Yeah, it looked like a, a lot of fucking balloons, man. Tell me about it. Yeah. Never, I will happily pay someone to do a balloon arch in the future versus doing it ourselves. Yeah, did you use a machine they to blow those? Did, huh? you, did you use a machine to blow those up? It didn't work. So oh, really? we had one little hand pump, which was slow as hell, and then the right. rest of us were over there. Yeah. Dying. Yeah. Anyway. We got it done. So this is the Q&A show. We do this every Wednesday and Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And what we do is folks will type in their questions. We will, um, uh, Joelle will read them to me and then I will answer them. Most questions are on how to stop unwanted behaviors. Like how do you stop, how do you stop, how do you stop? And this is what people struggle with. I mean, people are really struggling right now. Um, I think we should do a whole show on just all the courses that we offer and how they can help people because so many people are struggling with training a dog to a decent level, um, level of standard to stopping even the most basic unwanted behaviors. Like we just got a comment on our YouTube and I'm glad they commented on it. I mean, I really do. I appreciate it. But how do you stop? How do you, my two-year-old German Shepherd barks to other dogs, how do I stop it? And I'm thinking to myself, like you can be anti, you can, you can be, and you can be like, oh my God, you're pretty stupid if you can't stop that. Or you can think like Joelle and I do. It's like, wow, you really need some help. Well, let me help you. And, and, and But this is the thing though. If people invested minimal amount of money, first of all, you could ask for free on the show, right? But even a minimal amount of money in our courses and Joel will run through some courses um, a little bit later, but you can, you can always, you can always check out solid canine um, Academy, solid canine Academy while we're talking right now. And there are courses that you can actually get a fully off leash trained dog for under $200. You don't need to hire a dog trainer. You can stop leash reactivity for under $200. You don't need a dog trainer. In fact, we have a new Leash Reactivity Live coming up. Joelle will give you a little uh, uh, idea about that, a little tour of that um, uh, uh, course. But that's going to be live and unedited, which nobody is doing. People are not doing live courses. They're mostly too afraid to do it because they're afraid of making a mistake or they're afraid of showing 100% of their work. And you'll be able to see 100% of the work. And even if you miss one of the days over five days, everybody that signs up will get an email to them. Um, so there's a lot of exciting stuff happening uh, right now with the company with 
courses that we're coming out with, lives that we're coming out with. Um, there's a couple of things that we'll be announcing really soon. It's really exciting for, uh, for folks um, because we're finding that streaming courses, whether they're live or recorded, is how we can help the most people. And people need help. People are desperate for help. And people are getting so much wrong information out there. It's really terrible. It's really, really terrible. In fact, the dogs that are coming in for the leech reactivity courses, of course, there's two dogs. They went to a boarding train a month ago and they came back worse. I mean, people are really struggling, really struggling. And there's a lot of, and I do a lot of one-on-one counsels with trainers and they're like, Jeff, we can't even, like, we have no dog trainers to even talk to because like nobody's being nice to us. Like even up and coming new dog trainers can't get help. And that's why when we, I do so many counsels with a lot of up and coming dog trainers or experienced dog trainers. They just want to bounce ideas off me. So, but most of the questions are on stopping bad behaviors. So most of my responses will, I use the word punishment. You can use the word correction. You can use the word something similar, but <clears throat> the, the technical term is applying a punisher to instill an inhibitor to stop an unwanted behavior. You can't get a, um, you cannot get a dog to stop an unwanted behavior with a reward. Um, it might stop it in the moment, but you're not stopping the behavior. You can't teach an alternative behavior. You have to squash, eliminate the unwanted behavior. Um, I'm also pretty outspoken about how force-free is a scam. If a lot of you are gone down the force-free rabbit hole, you're just being scammed. You are wasting your money. You don't have to hire us. You don't have to buy a course. It's just a general statement. It is a scam. It is impossible. Um, you're going to struggle for a very long period of time and you will not get results and you will keep paying and paying and paying for a trainer without getting any results. And I find it highly unethical, highly unethical. Um, so let's just jump right in. What do we got? Not too much right now. Um, Abby says, hi, hey, Abby. It also says, Joelle, you are a machine. Thank you. I try. I try. Um, Cheryl says, hello, everyone. Hey, Cheryl. Hey, Cheryl. You're doing well. That's it right now. No one's asking any questions yet. Wow. Well, I don't have Instagram going either. So, yeah, yeah that was hard to do. Do you want to rant about anything? Um. I just wish folks would start thinking about the big picture of dog training um, and uh, realize and use your common sense. And you realize that it's not working. We have videos that show it working and we show you step by step how to get things done. I mean, we have videos done just about everything. Aggression rehab, we don't because there's a, there's a high risk to that. And to someone to follow a video, there's a lot of stuff that people will miss and they can get hurt. So that we do on one-on-one -on -one online consults. But either way, you're still gonna wanna train the dog. So I think folks have got to realize that one of the reasons why we put so much structure on these dogs, so much obedience on these dogs, so much rules and consequences for other things is that it'll help you with if aggression rears its ugly head. Also, people need to start training their dogs the minute they get their dog. 
somebody asked that question the other day. I'm picking up a dog from a shelter. Do I let it decompress? And I'm like, no, start training it on day one. What's it need to decompress from? Just start training it. Training is not mean. So training can be decompression. Like putting the dog in a structured environment, that can be decompressing. Running the dog through drills, that can be decompressing. So what do we got? Maybe when I prep food for my dogs, my nine-year-old waits politely while my one-year-old circles around the kitchen island like a shark. As annoying, so I put her in a down or plays and she whines loudly, even in the double down. I've tried bonker, e-collar correction, water sprayer, um, no luck. How do I stop the circling and excited whining? Well, the circling, it sounds like you did. Sounds like you did stop it. And that's literally what you do. You tell the dog to go into a down or tell the dog to go into place. Now, whining, even in a double, so whining in general can be very challenging. Mm -hmm. So I'd rather have a dog, I can stop biting quicker than whining. Um, some dogs, though, one correction, they stop. Other dogs just don't care. So what I'm going to suggest is what other parts of the day is the dog so aroused that you can't stop it? And during the course of the day, when it's not food time, get your dog to start doing more duration work and go from high, high activity to, to no activity really, really quick. On the remote collar, you have to fish up and down the dial, momentary, um, uh, continuous, and to try to eliminate it. It can be challenging. It can be challenging. We've had some very challenging dogs that just whine. And they're, they'll whine in the cadence of their, their breathing. They whine under their breath. Um, so uh, what, what I would suggest is practice doing role-playing it during the course of the day. And you don't feed your dog at all because it's not mealtime, but you're practicing it. You're, role, you're role-playing it. So do it when you're actually not eating. Do it when you're actually not eating. So try that. Next. Lindsay, would you correct the dog's hackles being up when meeting or being amongst other dogs, family members, not strangers, if that's the only sign of arousal? <laughs> Bless you. Um, that's, you know, yes and no. Like, does it ever lead to anything? Does it ever lead to anything? It could be just excitement. It could be arousal. I mean, has it ever led to a bite? Has it ever led to the dog barking, you know, really intensely at someone, jumping on someone? rushing someone um you know you can always have the dog do a command but you can correct you absolutely can correct it no correction absolutely but also look at the big picture is if the dog is never heckles up doesn't always mean aggression it just it just doesn't it just means arousal and excitement but we usually do correct that next um, fully strong. Please remind me about first potty training. The pup I'm working with can walk for 40 minutes, be outside, pee, poop, be in the kennel, go outside, then come in the house and pee and poop. Inside the kennel or, or inside the house. In the house. Yeah. So what you want to do is I would put if the dog, well, number one, make sure, well, pooping, you usually make, yeah, make sure that they fully empty their bladder fully empty their bowels outside. Um, and then after, and then if it goes for a walk and it does, it pees and poos like either at the beginning or halfway through the walk, at the end of the walk, 
just walking around a little bit outside in the yard to see if we'll stop it there. When you come in the house, immediately put the dog into a place or down or the kennel and um, have the dog, you know, our kennel protocols are you lie down flat when you're in the kennel. We don't have dogs standing up in the kennel because we want to teach these dogs how to be calm. Um, but there's there are dogs that just, they'll empty out their bowels and bladder and they'll come inside and they'll do it and they'll do it again. So at the beginning, to train new muscle memory, um, put, them in a, put them in a command. You can also correct them for doing it as well. Correct them for doing it as well. Next. And Donna, I recently got shamed for suggesting that a dog should drag a leash inside until a person's dog had a solid recall. So obviously there's assholes out there, Donna, and you came across one. That's the, that's the short of it. So, so you got shamed for keeping your dog safe and for reinforcing recall so you can pick up the leash and call your dog back to you. And it's also one of the smartest things to do, whether it's a 10-foot leash, 15-foot leash, 20-foot leash, 30-foot leash out in the field. And... I would say just about every professional dog trainer at the beginning of truly off-leash recall, like in a field, does the exact same thing. And it gives you, um, whether you're an owner or a trainer, a great sense of relief that knowing that you can just grab the leash. So whoever shamed you is obviously a miserable fucking person who's not very intelligent. So don't worry about what they said. People attack us daily. People will attack you daily. Um, people attack everybody daily. Um, yeah. So I assure you, this person probably attacked 20 other people that day where most of us do acts of kindness and compliment people. This person probably lives for insulting people. Next. Lori said, how's the Spaniel doing? I agree, aggressive behavior is far too complex with far too many variables to not have individual guidance. Right. The Spaniel's doing really, really well. Actually, tomorrow, um, Courtney and I are taking a couple dogs to Home Depot, and the Spaniel being one of them. And then we're going to go to an outdoor cafe um, with both dogs, the Spaniel being one of them. So um, Spaniel's doing great. I mean, it's much better. I mean, it's doing really, really great. Um, a lot of that nonsense, um, we're still, you know, it's only been a week. So we haven't pushed it real hard yet. Um, we wait until it knows all of its commands before we start really pushing it. Once we start really pushing it, we might see, you know, a different type of uh, behavior come out of the dog, which we usually do. Because once you start being demanding on a dog, a lot of dogs will push back on you. Next. Uh, Mimi said, yeah, it's been challenging to stop the whining. I will role play. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, and it really is. I just want you to know you are not alone. You are not alone at all. You yeah. are not alone at all. That's why, again, at the earliest signs of whining, if you have a dog, at the earliest signs of whining, say you just got the dog or you just acquired it or it's a puppy, shut it down and shut it down quick. And... Um, 
because it doesn't go away. It just increases and it turns into a pattern. I whine during mealtime. Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes part of it is like, it's almost like a waiting game too. Like if none of your corrections are stopping it, it's like, then I'm not going to feed you until you're calm. Yeah, yeah. Which, which is a pain in the ass to do. But, but, but you do it a few times, they catch on to the game. A pain in the, I'm telling you, whining, and I and what and Joelle, she can't stand. Oh my god, she's got like these spidey ears. She can't stand whining. And a lot of it is it's weird because when Joelle's in town, which is most of the time, obviously, um, Wes, when I make him bre bre breakfast, and if she's out, he whines. But when she's out of town, which is this week, and I make them breakfast, he doesn't whine. So a lot, a lot of it is also just like, association. it's just like association. <laughs> I, I wind around my mom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he's a, he's a different dog when Joel's uh, out of town. Like he sleeps, he sleeps at the foot of my bed, you know, or next to my bed. Today we were outside and uh, cause it was sunny. It just rained right now, but it was sunny for most of the day. And he just like lays down right on, right on my feet. You know, and it's like, he's just, he's a different dog when, when she's not, when she's not around. So there's a couple of behaviors that he doesn't really do when, when she's out of town. So. Constance, three of the dogs have started reacting when Ben hugs me, but only when in their kennels, not when on place. He call the dog, say no and high level tap or press and hold to stop this. Um, Try both. <laughs> try, try the tap first and then the hold. No. And then correct. Yeah. And they're they're hold on are they barking? Or reacting? They're reacting. Reacting, yeah. So barking or growling or maybe whatever. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely correct that because that does not get better either. That no. does get better, and that's actually um, how a lot of resource guarding is. People usually associated with food or the bone or a toy, but humans are one of the big things that dogs guard. The big things they guard. So. You don't want that to start at all. Next. <clears throat> Lindsay said, I never let my dogs come into contact with other dogs or meet them until we've existed for a little while, like going on walks or just hanging out, just to make sure we can do that together. At what point would you say it's okay to let them off the leash and play? One of them has shown some aggression on a leash at other dogs, and she was corrected high for that and has not done it since. Good able to go on walks with the other dogs and be amongst them, but I'm afraid to let her be off leash. Yeah. So Lindsay, I don't know the dogs or your skill set. A lot of it is by feel. A lot of it is by feel. You're like, does it feel like there's no, I can't say, you know, next Tuesday or after four one hour sessions, you can do it. Um, a lot, a lot of it is just feel. And the good thing is that the one dog that was um, misbehaving responded well to the correction and hasn't displayed that behavior again. Also, dogs on a leash can act more what looks like aggression, but off leash they don't. That's because they're being restrained. There's many dogs that are very, very leash reactive, but if they're off leash, they wouldn't be because um, they're being held back. Opposition reflex pushes in. So... Um, you know, to say when, when would you trust them? 
you could just do leash drags. You know, just be careful. You'll be shamed online for that, I'm sure, by somebody. <laughs> but you can do leash drags. And then also make sure they have the same play style. And now if they start playing really like rough, which is fine, um, you don't want to have leashes on them because they can get twisted up. They can get twisted up. But you can just do leash drags and just sort of keep migrating like you're doing walks now. Just do like leash drag walks. Just do leash drag walks. And if they're both remote collar trained and they've got good recall, and then also do they know the out command? So the out command has got a lot of different uses. One of the uses is when we say it, we have something called out away from people. And there's a free video on YouTube on that. But you can out a dog away from anything. So you could out a dog away from another dog. So let's say a lot of different examples. Say a dog is just walking up to a dog and it sniffs its genital area too long. You can out that dog. Like that's enough. Um, let's say a dog, two dogs are playing rough. Uh, I mean, you want it to stop. You could say out and they should, they, they, when they're trained and out, you know, they'll both disengage. Um, so, you know, the out command is really, really powerful. But, you know, are you a confident handler? Um, are, you, are you nervous when the dogs are together? Um, uh, uh, and if shit hits the fan, do you know how to handle it? Do you know how to handle it? So um, let's go over um, one of our courses here, our course um, website. So this is, Joel, you want to go over this? Um, sure. So this is Solid Canine Academy, Solid Canine Academy. Mm -hmm. And let's talk about the, um, the Chaos to Control course, which is the live, uh, live uh, Leech Reactive course. So the way you do get that is you go to Courses and Services, list all your courses, and chaos to control and then you click on this learn more and then you can purchase it but why don't you go over like what what we're going to be doing with this course yeah so it's going to be a five day live training course 60 to 90 minutes per day roughly sometimes we'll go to two hours it just depends um we have two housemates coming in who are ballistic on the leash that's like really the only word i can use um just massively out of control we get messages every single day from people being like, I can't even walk my dog. It lunges at everything, reacts to everything. It pulls me like these dogs are the definition of leash reactive. And we're literally going to start filming live from the minute they get dropped off at our house until five days into the board and train where we're going to have that behavior completely under control. And you're going to see how we get there. Let me see if I can play this. We're not going to be cropping stuff out. Like you're literally going to see how we deescalate that arousal and then also do the whole proactive side of training where it's like, okay, now we need to clean up your heel. We need to teach you how to respect thresholds. We do all the indoor management stuff because usually your leash reactive dog, it's happening because of stuff going on inside the house. And I think a lot of dog owners miss that. So we're going to be covering all that very, very thoroughly. There'll be live Q and A. You can ask questions as we go. You can come back the next day and be like, Hey, I tried that. I'm having trouble with, X, Y, and Z can walk you through it. So that's why we love our live courses because there's way more troubleshooting involved that we could never do with like a pre-recorded course. So let me see if this works on this computer here. So this is the two dogs. 
So this is them. They she has she's at her front door trying to leave the house. They haven't even gone on the walk yet. They actually haven't even left their driveway yet. Um, and then also, when you if you want to get the course, look at this. This is a really nice thing that that we're offering all of you. The course right now is on pre-sale. It's only $147, which is really inexpensive to learn how to stop your dog from unwanted behaviors, leech reactivity. I don't think you're showing it, Jeff. I'm still seeing the same screen. Um, huh, I wonder why it didn't take. Let me see. Is it changed now? No. <laughs> well, I don't know what you're trying to do. I'm trying to show everybody the bumps. No, no. You have to click on the sales page. Yeah, I did. I am. It's just okay. not sharing it. It's, for some reason, it's not sharing it. Anyway, when you buy when you buy the course, um, you'll be able to see um, that you can get additional courses and consults for just about half price. So that's really, really great. All right. What do we got? Um, Snuckleban says, was in obedience class practicing heel trainers, drumming his fingers on the wood for distraction. My dog breaks heel and I correct her. I ask him to do it again. He says, don't correct. She's scared. Well, I would go to a new trainer. First of all, what is she scared of? So, Okay. If that's, which is fine. Every, every trainer has their own opinions on how they do things. Um, but then ask the trainer, my dog broke heel because of a distraction. Can you please show me what to do? So if you don't want me to correct, what should I do? Always ask your trainers that, guys. If your trainers, if you have a problem with your dog, and the trainer gives advice, just go, can you please show me how to do that? Because if the trainer can't show you how to do it, who has a lot of experience, how are you, to, how are you supposed to do it? And your dog, so even if your dog was scared, which if your dog is afraid of like fingers like that, well then good luck outside. Right. Good luck. Good luck surviving. So, so if I shouldn't correct, what should I do? What should I do? I'm probably saying move further away, avoid the... Right, but um, why Why does the trainer say that she's scared? That your dog is scared? I would ask, like, what do you mean my dog is scared? No, it's not. It's distracted. Why does everything have to be, like, scared, abused, um, you know, shut down, um, you know, all these, like, trigger words? It's like... And even if my dog was scared, you still can't break heel. Because if, when you're scared, you can go into flight mode and you might run away. So what do you suggest I do then? How can I get my dog from, break, from not breaking heel? Just ask the trainer. I mean, that's what you're paying for. But what we would do is say, correct your dog for breaking heel. If, even if you're scared, don't break heel. That's just the way it is. 
That's the way reality works. All right? So Joelle doesn't like flying. She gets very nervous at, with turbulence and very nervous at takeoffs and landings. So here she is afraid when there's turbulence. So should the, whole, should the plane land? Up, oh, Joelle's, Joelle's ner nervous, uh, I mean afraid, land the plane right in the middle of like wherever we are. Or does Joelle have to learn how to deal with it, get through it, stay in her seat and keep going to her destination? Like, so what, you know, I mean, I mean, I don't want to sound cold. So what if the dog is scared? Oh, well, don't break heel. I mean, it's, 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 if the dog is in place and it breaks heel because it breaks place because it's scared, well, you're going to get corrected for that because you broke place and you'll learn to deal with it. And we've done this thousands and thousands of times over 20 years. And for some weird reason, dogs just stop breaking command around things that they were quote unquote afraid of. Vacuums being the, 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 the a great example. We have dogs in place. We take out the vacuum, the dog bolts. After two or three sessions, we can actually vacuum right up to the dog. If they're on a raised place cot, we can actually vacuum underneath them. And two sessions ago, they were running afraid. And all we did was correct the dog for breaking place. Sorry that you're afraid. And the dog literally is relaxed with its head down, sometimes still sleeping through it all. So it's, it's called, you know, it's working your dog above threshold. And that's the way Mother Nature wants you to do it. So next. Uh, do you guys think listening to music is as good for dogs as it is for humans? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's uh, harmful. I don't think it's. A, I don't think it's a negative. What kind of music? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I mean, what kind of music? That's true. You know, you got to be careful if you play the music with too many n words. Next thing you know, your dog's gonna start dropping, you know, n bombs. Um, I, you know. I, I don't, they, they actually make CDs music for dogs. Like they make all, and you go on YouTube and you type in music for dogs and there's whole soundtracks that they make. Um, but I don't, I don't think it's a negative. I guess the only way I could see it is if there's like heavy bass and you're like blasting it. It's like, okay. Yeah. Probably not good. Well, it's probably bothering everybody in the whole damn house, too. Right. So, but... If you're talking, like, classical, relaxing music. Yeah. Yeah. Damien, hey, guys, should you correct or repeat the heel command? Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. So, it all depends on where on the training journey you are. If you're at the beginning of your training journey with your dog... You want to be able to do as many reps as possible and give as much guidance as possible. So I will, I have no problem saying heel to get the dog back into heel. I have no problem correcting the dog if it understands what a correction is. So for instance, once a dog is fully trained, especially e-cower trained, and it breaks heel and you tap on the um on the uh the remote, the dog goes right back into a heel. So it know it know like it knows, but it, this is this is because it's trained. 
So it's trained. So, but if it wasn't trained, it's not going to all of a sudden just go back into a heel. It has to understand remote coward healing, remote coward healing. Next. Constance said, okay, so on that same note, what about leaving the TV on for the dog when you leave? I know people do that. My husband likes to do it to drown out the neighbor's barking dogs so they don't set ours off. Again, that's a personal choice. I mean, freaking price of electricity these days, I probably would shut off everything. But, you know, I mean, that that's a choice that you can make. I mean, I think a lot of people absolutely have background sounds when they're gone to soothe dogs, to help them with separation anxiety, to drown out maybe, yeah, music, music or, um, you know, but I wouldn't be surprised if the dog still heard the barking in the background through, through the, through the TV noise. Or how about if the TV starts, has a dog in it that's barking and there's commotion. So again, personal choice, personal choice. Let's see. What are some, you know, we've got a membership program going on. Well, not yet. Pretty soon. Um, you know, one thing we're going to be doing is if you haven't gotten your free walking course, if you go on Instagram and you type in, in the direct messages, um, if you type in um, better walks, just watch our stories. Watch our stories today. And then that right with any, and any of the stories right at the bottom, just write in. Um, better walks, and we'll send you a free course. We'll send you a free course. Yeah. All, but also on the website, Sally Canine Academy, when you log on to that, go to that, I mean, not log on, when you go to that, right at the very bottom, there's a little bar there that says for your, for your free um, walking course, click here. And it's, you don't have to pay for it. All you do is you put in your name and your email because it's, it's sent to you. It's sent to you. So we need your email address to send it to you. Um, and then you get to watch it. Then you get to watch it. So it's a, it's a good it's a good course. And I know Joelle's probably going to be giving away other courses too eventually. But I think the walking one is one of the more popular ones because a lot of people are struggling with just, you know, walking, you know, walking their dog. Um, I think that people will find it very helpful. I mean, a lot of people have. A lot of people found it very, very helpful. So a lot of people this week, especially for some reason, are like more people than ever are taking advantage of it, which is good, which is good. Huh. What's the weather up there like? Kind of cold. Was, was it cold today? It's not Florida, that's for sure. Right. Well, it's been hot down here. Today was a bad. Yeah. It was in the nineties. Mm -hmm. I don't think it broke a hundred today, so not so bad. Not so bad at all. Kirsten said one of my dogs seems to have a hard time going to place without leash pressure. We've probably done a hundred reps. She gets really focused on treats, so I mix up when I give her treats. So um, if she's on place, and once I release her, should I go back to not using a word? Rewarding at a consistent time or just a thousand more reps? No, I would stop taking away the rewards and I would apply a punisher for not doing a known command. So the way that the way that you um, apply a punisher, you can do that for any bad behavior right off the right off the go. So if a dog um, jump jumps up on you, 
you can do that if a dog um, if a dog jumps on you, you can do that. If a dog is barking, you can do that. If a dog growls at you, you can do that. So you can do that for all of these behaviors. But um, with obedience, once you have to wait till your dog knows the obedience command before you correct. So if you've done hundreds of reps, if you've done hundreds of reps, your dog should know it. So it's time for you to apply your punisher to the dog. So I think it's that. So you'd say no and correct. So and you also by now should have taken away food. So we use food to train, but once they know it, the food disappears. The food disappears. And there's and there are folks out there, and I've seen I've seen them so many times. This comment, um, you know, would you work for free? It's like, well. That's a stupid ass comparison. So how long do I have to reward my dog for? Like every time I ask it to do something, I've got to give it a reward. Like every time. That's ridiculous. So yeah, the dog should work for free. The dog should work because they were told to do something. Like, could you imagine that with your kids? Oh, you made it to school on time. Here's $5. Oh, you put your seatbelt on. Here's $5. Oh, you brush your teeth. I mean, yeah, maybe when you're like three, four years old, but if you're freaking giving your teenager freaking money for brushing their teeth, something's wrong with that. Something's definitely wrong with that. Well, they should have a fucking job anyway. So that's my philosophy. Next. Next. Um, Sagobon says she's been fearful in public and in general, sometimes at loud noises since her heat. We've just been going out training anyway. I do correct her for breaking heels, set her down. She does do better. Oh, We're going hard at home with our drills too, upping the distractions. Oh, the dog's in the heat right now? I think she went through it a while ago and that's when everything changed with her. Yeah, beyond, yeah, believe. yeah. Yep, it does. It does, yeah. So I just know she's not getting past it for some reason. So just work her harder. And probably start applying a correction for non-compliance. You can get dogs over fear. A lot of people are, 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 are puzzled by this concept. But you can get a dog over fear by applying corrections for not complying to the obedience command. And people are like, oh, no, that'll make it worse. Never seen it. Never seen it make it worse. Never seen it make it worse. Because the dog knows the command. But it's so when it's in the state of fear, it can't think straight. Next. How old is the dog now, Snuggle Ones? I think it's like nine months, too, which probably doesn't help. Oh, it's probably its first fear. It's probably going through like another fear stage right now, too. Yeah. Uh, Damien said, thanks so much for the help. You're welcome. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for being here. Kim said, Joel, Google hurts frequency. I think I've heard about that before. Like, Affects your brain waves and shit, like listening oh, yeah. to certain frequencies. Absolutely. I mean, there's music that you can use to stay awake. There's music in this. We're not talking about loud, you know, you know, music. We're just talking about like certain music, music to help you sleep, music to help you study, music to help you retain information. So there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of that. Absolutely. 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 Uh, Jay Drake Walter said that dog would be super fat if you did that treat reward program. Yeah, well, we do have a lot of fat dogs. 
lot. A lot of fat dogs. That's for people that they they because people get a um, you know just giving your dogs random treats. You know, a lot of people do that. It just makes people happy. Make you know, but but giving your dog treat then then people give their dogs treats just for nothing, just for breathing. Oh, you're 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 still breathing. Here's a treat. So, you know. You just got to be really careful. But meanwhile, we train with food. So we're not against treats. We train We train with the dogs. So, yeah. Snuggleman said she's nine months old. Yeah. Yeah, you could just be going through a fear stage. That's all. But either way, either way even if a dog's going through a fear stage, you still got to work the dog. That's about how old um, I think Coco was in like our five-day e-collar program. Yeah. And she was getting spooked at like a lot of like weird stuff too. I remember she um she even reacted to our neighbor and stuff and we're like, she's that's weird, like she's never done that. Remember she charged off the place bed and like barked at our neighbor? Yeah. So we just gotta address that stuff kinda as it crops up. And she went into the heat too, right? Right when she got right the day before she got here. Yeah. So that's interesting. Anything else going on? No. No? No, I heard uh, you guys have been filming a lot, though, which is good. Oh. We're going to give you one video today of you and Cora. Oh, good. And we're filming. Uh, we're going to film some more tomorrow. Did you film any socialization stuff? Yeah, a lot of it. A ton of it, actually. So we're working on, drum roll, a socialization course. To show all the different body languages, the different personalities, things like that, where you're trying to integrate different dogs into a pack. And I think there's just so much misinformation or just lack of information out there when it comes to reading dogs' body language in general. Like, remember when we posted that video of the dog fight and people were like, that wasn't a play bow. That dog was trying to sniff the other dog's crotch. It's like, it's like no. That was a play bow. So like, it's a quick one. It was a quick yeah. one, but it was a play bow. And it was being, and it would have been longer if it wasn't for the other dog. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it wasn't for the other dog. So I think it's important. I think we're gonna make a whole course literally just like breaking down dog body language, how to read them, and how to, yeah, integrate them. Is it always the best choice to integrate certain dogs? No, like we're gonna give examples of that. So yeah, like it's a common question we get. And I'm like, all right, it's probably time to like put that into a course as well. Yeah, I mean, some dogs just you know, some dogs like being solo. They really do. They actually mm -hmm. are not interested in interacting with other dogs. Yeah. But you gotta at least exist around the other dog and not attack it. Right. L said, my dog is very afraid of other dogs. L. Uh, welcome to the show. I've never seen you here before. Um, uh, when you say your dog is afraid of other dogs, what is your dog doing? Like, what are you doing and what's a dog doing that you would um, assume the dog was afraid of other dogs? Like, tell, like, walk me, give me an example. Give me an example of what's happening so I can give you like a remedy, a remedy, because that's a wide berth of possibilities there and your dog might actually not be afraid of them so um people miss you know diagnose that as well 
Um, now, a lot of times, because some of the people are like, well, that's what my trainer said. I'm like, well, trainer could be wrong. Or why isn't your trainer then helping you, you know, fix it? But just, just give me a, some examples of like what your dog is doing that we came to that conclusion so I can help you better. Smuggle Bun said that socialization course sounds super interesting. Would love to see that. Yeah. Yeah, that will probably be launching in September sometime. Yeah. Um, Elle said she's a golden retriever, super sweet, but very submissive. She's fine not being around other dogs. Gets down very low, sometimes rolls over or even pees on the driveway. Yeah. So, so I wouldn't call that fear. I wouldn't call that fear. I would just be, you, you, your dog is just very submissive. Your very dog is very submissive. I mean, the pee part sucks. You know what I mean? But the, 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 some dogs, when another dog approaches them, they almost, it's funny because Angelo started jujitsu yesterday um, and they practice rolling. <laughs> They practice, you know, rolls because it's one of the moves that they'll make. And they also practice takedowns. And they're like these very choreographed moves where you're taking somebody down. And there, there are dogs out there that it's almost choreographed. Like they'll actually walk up to a dog. They'll, wa they'll, they'll, they'll walk up to a dog and they'll like literally like roll right onto their back, show their belly. And unfortunately, your dog is peeing, which we want to probably get rid of. Um, and she runs away if a dog tries to play with her. She also probably just has bad social skills. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that you can do, Al, is put your dog on a leash. Don't go, if you don't do this at a dog park, but you do this with known dogs that you know. And what you do is um, just walk amongst other dogs. Don't let your dog lie down, roll over. Don't let your dog roll over and just walk amongst the other dogs. And we use this, I, there's gotta be a video out there of us using a stockyard whip. In, in this video that we filmed um, for the course, Joelle, with, with Cora, I, I show how we use a stockyard whip. Maybe you can maybe take a clip out of that, like just about how like stockyard whips about. Um, uh, so um, you can do that. And then just you advocate for your dog. You just show your dog that's like, you don't need to do that. You can just walk around by other dogs. Next. Uh, so what about having another dog that is sweet come over so they're both off leash? Um, again, yeah. If the other dog has got a new sort of a neutral um, play style, like we've got dogs, like right now when we were doing socialization, we had four dogs out. And um, they were all sort of minding their own business. But every once in a while, one of them would go up to another one. This is with Cora. We were teaching because Cora's attacked dogs before. So we are just showing how we would advocate for Cora and how we, like, if a dog goes up to Cora but spends a little bit too much time sniffing, we'll move the other dog away. And vice versa, if Cora goes up to another dog and spends too much time, you know, um, sniffing, we'll move, move Cora away. So um, you can do that. Um, be careful on a leash because it, it, it could kick in opposition reflex, which will make the dog actually lunge. Um, but yeah, if you find another dog that definitely doesn't fight, that could that could be that could be good. But also, there are many dogs out there that are just aren't interested in socializing, and it's not and it's not it's not the worst thing. It's not the worst thing. 
Constance says socialization and pack management does sound good. I'd love to learn more on understanding play behavior, what's acceptable, what to look out for, when to intervene, and when to let them figure it out. Well, Constance, we'll just show up at your house with your 250, <laughs> 250 dogs. You we'll have use, the best place to... Uh, and we'll just use all we we'll use, use all them. It'll be a Frenchy, Frenchy socialization hour. Yeah. Yeah. We live stream that shit and sell tickets. Yep. So... Yeah, we're working on it. It's going to be a pretty good course, very in-depth. Yeah. Brianna, can you explain the difference between green graduate one versus two? Also, go Angelo. I started jujitsu not too long ago, and I love it. Awesome, Brianna. Awesome. So the difference between green graduate one and two, in a nutshell, they cover the same material, so don't feel like you have to choose one over the other. You're going to, as far as our obedience foundation goes, you're gonna learn it. You're gonna have a fully off-leash trained dog no matter which one you go with. Green Graduate One is all separate modules for every single command. Like, mm. this is how we teach place. This is how we teach down. This is how we teach recall. This is how we do it on remote. Like, it's like 25, 26 something videos, all in order, where Green Graduate Two was filmed live. So we're still covering the same material, but it's longer modules. So instead of 26, 10 to 15 minute videos, you have like 12 hour to hour and a half long videos, but you're seeing it live. You're seeing the troubleshooting. You're seeing the dog make mistakes. You're seeing him pee everywhere because he's like a nervous, excited peer. So you see how we handle that. We also threw in a little more behavior mod. So like jumping, we show how we stop jumping. We showed how we stopped counter surfing. We showed how we stopped the dog uh, from blowing through thresholds because he always wanted to jump out of the car, which is very dangerous. And he also was refusing to get in the kennel on day one. So a lot of people have a hard time with like kennel up. So the dog in green to graduate one was a very compliant, very happy to work dog. Yeah. For the dog in green to graduate two, a little bit more pushback, a little more nonsense. So you're going to learn the the meat and potatoes of it is the same, but there's just a little more, I think, troubleshooting and extra material in Green Graduate 2. Yeah, it's almost like Green Graduate 2 is a little bit more advanced, I think. Yeah. But now that you mentioned it, all the behavior mod that we did, there's mm -hmm. a lot of that. And then that kennel, kenneling up, I mean, that was pretty yeah. that was pretty forceful. People are asking questions, so you're hearing their questions, and now you can learn. You know, you hear us explain things. So, like, Green Graduate 2, if I had to say, like, it is the, I don't even want to say better. It's just the more in-depth version of Green Graduate 1. But they're both. Get both. Like, if you go to, if you go to, if you go, if you go back to Salmon Canine Academy, if you go back to Salmon Canine Academy, um, uh, I'm going to grab the link for the bundle. If you go to Solid Canine Academy, let me just go back to this. And if you go to, let me just see if it bumps it up. Let me see. So right at the top there, let me see. Can you see the same thing? Yeah, you're watching the same thing. Okay. So Green to Graduate Part 2 is complete. Okay. So if you, if I press grab yours now, okay. And then I press start learning. Oops, yeah, sorry. you can get a graduate for 97 bucks. Well, it's chaos to control. Why is the chaos to control still up there? Because you clicked the wrong thing. 
No, I didn't. No. Yeah, you did, because I'm on my computer and it looks it looks perfectly fine. If you go to Green Graduate Part Two. I clicked the right. I clicked the right one, but I think it says it says it says. Um, It says uh, it's not showing that on mine though. Like mine looks totally normal, so I don't know what you're doing. Either way, if you go to our Green New Graduate Two sales page, you can get the Green New Graduate One at the bottom checkout for ninety-seven bucks. Right. Kim says the only dogs mine can play with are coming to visit and I know it's going to be a free for all. The real issue is my friend and what he lets them get away with. These dogs lived here before, so I have no issue correcting them. It's my friend who will be the problem. Oh, funny, not funny, SOS. Well, I mean, does your friend know that their out of control behavior can lead to a dog fight? I mean, that's, that's, that's the thing, so. Um, that, that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So what it is, Joelle is it says up, it says, grab your green graduate two at the top. Okay. And then when you click on it, it goes to the chaos to control page. Try it out. So we've got to fix that. And then Elle just said it did it for her too. So we changed, remember how we changed it that one day? Yeah. So. I see. Yeah. So it's got, we changed the button, but we didn't change the link. Go, just go, obviously we'll fix it. But if they just go to list of all courses yeah. and then green graduate two. Click that. Then green graduate two sales page. Yeah. And then you can get, you can get a bump to green graduate one, right? Yeah. So like show, you should always go to the member portal to look for our courses though, regardless. Right. You should click the thing that says, see all courses, and it'll bring you to every single course we have. So if you click on that, and then if you click on Green to Graduate 2, yeah. scroll down, and if I press Start Learning, scroll down, it'll show you Green to Graduate 1 for $97. So I would buy Green to Graduate 2, and then you get half Green to Graduate, well, one for half price. Constance said, Green to Graduate 1 will teach you everything in a clear, precise way. Green to Graduate 2 will help you work through all the things your dog doesn't do perfectly, like the dog in Green to Graduate 1. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what we did it for, because not every dog is a perfect Tucker. Yeah. We did, um, a, we did a casting call for, for Tucker. Yeah, we literally did a casting call for that chocolate lab, because we wanted a dog that... We wanted, we wanted him to be fully off-leash trained in a week, so... And so they won't fight, they just run nuts. Oh, well then just correct them for their over arousal. Mm. Yeah, and tell them you're gonna do it. It's like, I can't have these dogs running around out of control, you know, so. Yeah, you have your rules, Ken. Will you tell Tony to you'll fix, you'll fix that link? Tell Tony to we fix We have a meeting link. with him right after this. Oh, we do? Okay, all right. All right, any last words, Joel? No. No? Nope. Hey, we switched sides somehow. I know. I don't know. 
Shit's all messed up tonight. Yeah. Wow. You put them in the crate. Good. Yeah. That's what you can tell people. If your dogs are out of control and you're like pet sitting, it's like, oh, we're going to crate them up. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if the other person doesn't want to take the time to train their dogs, it's like, you know, you're not, they're not you doing, you know, and you're doing them a favor by watching their dogs. Or even if you're getting paid to watch them, it's like, well, we have, we still have rules here. They have to abide by our rules. So it's your, it's your house. It's your house. One more question from Connie. Connie said, just have to say, Jeff, you'd be so proud of my hard work. My dogs had two dogs come running out of their yard as we rode past on my bike. Um, wanted to react, but didn't. Wow. Congratulations. That's, that's huge. That's huge. It's scary as fuck too, huh? But really? that's, that's, that's really, really big. Congratulations. So that just like, obviously you've been putting in the work, obviously you've been putting in the work. Um, because, um, we've, that's, that's happened to me before and it's happened to Joel before. I think it's happened to Joel without dogs. It's happened to me with dogs. Cause I would bike the two dogs every morning. Um, when it, in, not since June, June, July, August, it's too hot. Even even that time in the morning, seven o'clock in the morning, seven thirty in the morning, it's still too hot outside. But uh, that'll start back up again in in a once it gets a little bit cooler. Once it gets a little bit cooler in the morning. All right. Why did it put his name up? What? I don't know. I don't know. Talking about all right, everybody. Everybody have a fantastic night. See everybody later. Good to see you, Joel. And uh, I'll talk to everybody later. We'll see everybody Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All right, bye, everybody. Bye bye.